0: hello
1: hi you hear me
0: yeah, hey, welcome to Uva Ball Raw USA. How are you, Uva?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh we're working hard on the post-production of First Shift and we have since yesterday a website up, firstshiftmovie.com. Uh what you can I will send it to you and we yeah, can yeah. we can post it. I will hopefully tonight get the first little output from the editor. Eason Mannekes from LA and then I will um, fill out very fast on the last in the last moment the application for the Toronto Film Festival uh, because that is in September and the Toronto Film Festival would be perfect for uh, the first screening of the film
0: excellent, excellent yeah. yes, so, things are coming acro- coming along good, that sounds great
1: yeah i mean it's uh, uh i mean i cannot really judge anything because i didn't saw a rough cut i mean i know that the performances of the actors were all very very good and uh is it all coming together as a film like a gripping film where you stay on uh, this i cannot answer before i i watched at least a rough cut of course i have in my head like some ideas uh and uh, but if you have a very like high-end talented editor, like East He did Sin City, From Dust to Down, Hands of Stone, you know, Mashidi. So uh, then you have to give him also some freedom to show what he can.
0: And that is what I'm doing. Great. Yeah, a lot of the strength of some of the best films are all in the cut, you know?
1: Yes, it really depends, right? So, and I mean, with Postal, I was lucky that I got Julian Clark who later did like Deadpool and stuff like this, you know, and got an Oscar nomination or on Stoic and other stuff, uh, Thomas Sabinski, he was also like mega talented uh, as an editor. He did uh, Rampage also. So, now nah, yeah. So everything moves forward on this end. Then I am uh, I did that interviews with the Banditos in Berlin. And in two weeks, I will have the interviews with the Banditos Motorcycle Club in in Würzburg, in south of Germany, and then I can say that I finally, after three years, uh, come into that situation too that I can finish that uh, the documentary of of the banditos film. Be, uh, so that will be very interesting. The documentary, I think, it will be worldwide interesting, even if it's German language, because these clubs like the Hell's Angels and them are very uh, anti press or anti social, you know, so and I, I think uh, it will be maybe uh, even a little game changer for them too. like, you know, that uh, they have to adjust to the new world. And in a way, uh, I think a documentary helps this uh, also to understand for the the people that they're not all uh, gangsters, you know, a lot of people are just are real people yes you know so have jobs normal jobs and are not the whole time like in shootouts as we as we see when we you know when we're going around into watching films like sons of anarchy or whatever then they're of course all like kind of uh mafia um, structures behind it you know but it's not necessarily uh and i can say for sure because for three w- years I'm in contact with them, talk to them, meet them. Um, they are for sure not what the public thinks they are. So that means not that they are, that they are the pathfinder camp, <laughs> you know. So it doesn't mean like they are like uh, uh, a bowling club or a soccer club. Of course not, you know. But uh, they are not necessarily uh, an organized crime syndicate. Yeah, they're not evil
0: or something. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: And you also uh, never saw, uh, in, in a way, um, them hurting kids or women or old people or screwing them over and stuff like this. So, you know, it's like...
0: Um, the They've rep- got morals. Yeah, they got values. Yes, they,
1: they have a moral. They have a strict uh, code and moral. And so, yeah. Now, yeah. We will see about this. And then, of course, I'm developing this... Uh, we want to still do the 12-hour thing in, in South Africa. Then I have a script, Salem Watts, where it's like an action film that plays in the Bronx, where it would be perfect for uh, Wesley Snipes to have a comeback with. You know, yeah. that is what I hope. And uh, then I have a film in uh, LA I want to do, Point, Point of Evil, uh, from Whitney Britton, who wrote also the Elliot Ness film. Uh, uh, oh. script for the second part of Untouchables uh, a, a, a gangster film, a crime film and there I'm trying to get actors for all these films and I have to say Jive my PR company is doing a very good job with all of this coordinating a lot of things and uh, also uh, next week besides doing one podcast after the other uh, uh, with like podcasts from around the world uh yeah, so you've been good. doing a lot, huh? Yes, I do a lot and they Jive is arranging it and I think it's good for my comeback with with the film and also to continue, you know, to not stop now on first shift and instead of moving forward, uh, you know, I think uh, that uh, moving forward with more productions, I think it's a good idea right now. Yeah, it's
0: like the good old days, huh?
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, at the same time, we have to... The writer's strike. uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it it meant for me, I have to be here selfish, right? And for me, a writer's strike is good because I mostly write my stuff myself or have like, you know, people that just like friends, they whatever, you know, like. uh, Yeah, I've done it for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you have this kind of like, um, If there is less product, if less stuff gets shot, I have better chances to get money for my films. And uh, period, right? So I have it hard enough to uh, attract the streamers and everybody to give me money. And uh, so for me, a strike is only good for the sales price we can get for first shift. And uh, also maybe financing our actors for already finished scripts uh, we have. And uh, yeah, from this point of view, I'm not like, uh, I definitely think white writers are like absolutely crucial elements of making films, absolutely. And they should get fair pay, you know, but it's the same with actors. You have millions of actors, they barely make a living and they're waiters. And then you have whatever, 200 actors, they're making 20 million plus a year. You know, so, and I mean, that is the thing. It's like, uh, it's this kind of, of business, the film business where um, it's extremely unfair because you have this kind of super elite who get really, really rich. That is maybe 0.2% or 0.1% of, uh, of actors, of, of writers, of producers uh, you know, every whatever from 5,000 of them, one gets really, really rich. And then you have maybe another from like, let's say you have 1,000 uh, writers, directors, producers, and and uh, actors. And from the thousands, you have maybe 20. They're making really, really good money, seven figures every year and have a longer year and everything works well. You know, and you, and you have maybe only two who are making shitloads of money. And then you have maybe from the thousand, another 80 who have a good living. And you have like 900 who have no living, who are living maybe even in an air balloon because they sold one episode of whatever, or they were in a, in a writer's room somewhere for three weeks hired. And now they think they're like writers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's, it's this kind of, uh, uh, yeah, you, you see like the, the list, how much the executives made every year, the CEOs of Lionsgate, of Paramount or whatever, you know, 40 million, 50 million, 60 million. And then you have the Ryan Reynolds, every film, 30 million, 30 million, 50 million, whatever, you know, like crazy amount of money. And uh, I, think, I think we said that before, Fair is if you cap, the maximum people can get i think that would be fair yeah you know to say there is no no film where an actor gets more than 10 million period it's insane for two Yeah, some more. of them
0: do make too much i yeah. it's true and then people like me make so little you know it's tough yeah but, but i live from my savings
1: I mean, that is the reality, right? So I didn't make money the last five, six years. I didn't make money with the restaurant and whatever. It's good I made so many films before so that uh, there are some revenues coming in and money I just saved because I was never living big. You know, I was never, even when I did big film after big film after big film for a while, I never start changing my lifestyle to I'm a film mogul now and drive a Bentley and fly only with a helicopter. So, I mean, it never happened in my life, right? I never had a personal assistant or anything like this. So I saved a lot of money with this. And that is the reason I'm now kind of like at least financial independent in a way that I don't need
0: income to survive. Yeah. Don't mind the the, the sound. I'm just getting out of my car. <laughs> <Yeah. Also. laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, so I, that is the thing. I'm, I'm also, I'm sitting on, on hot coals here because I need to get that link from the editing today because tomorrow is the Toronto Film Festival deadline. So, and you cannot... Oh, tomorrow. Uh, apply, yeah, you, really cannot, you cannot apply for the festival without uh, having a link. You need a link for whatever you have. It could be a working in pro- work in progress uh, version, but I need the link. Without the link, I cannot. The, the, the computer of the festival is not taking application. So that is why I have a little pressure in my uh, on my chest. And it's oh. also good that we do the podcast now because it could be that I get the link very late today, and um, so that, and I have to watch it first. You know. Yeah, of course. I post the link. And have no clue what is the link, so I need I need to. Uh, I hope it, I'm getting it in two hours or something. Then it's like dinner time in Germany, but still enough time. So I don't want to sit here at two a.m. Uh, to get it done because tomorrow we uh, we we will be leaving here at ten, and then we're coming back Sunday um, for like a business thing. We, um, me and Natalie will be not here, so. Uh, that isn't problematic to, to get that all done from on the road or something. Nah, yeah. So so did you saw uh, t- uh, Trump's town hall? I didn't saw it. I don't know, but it's all over the media right now.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see it. I, I got an email from Biden saying, did you see Trump's town hall? And then it didn't actually say what was in the town hall. It just like was at, saying he's he's a shameful person, but yet I don't know exactly what he said. So I'm going to have to... Look that up in a couple minutes and yeah, I will, I will have it. I will
1: go also online and we'll check it out. Uh, I cannot even believe that CNN did a town hall with Donald Trump, and I think that is why they're getting trash right now in public because it's kind of ridiculous. Because indirect, it's sucking up to Trump so that they make better ratings,
0: yeah. And there are excuses mm-hmm. that every Contender. Every potential contender needs to be treated the same, and see a town hall for anybody else.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah, but there's nobody else there.
0: Nobody runs for president. Well, look, Biden is running. Give him a fucking town hall at least. You know. Yeah, but he's the sitting president. He doesn't need the town hall. Uh you know, he should, but maybe they're scared
1: that he forgets half of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that
0: he's like, oh, God,
1: who, who I am? Like, what direction I have to walk? But All I got
0: to do is just bring some ice cream on stage and let the yeah. rest run its course, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy that our special George Santos got indicted. Huh? 13 counts. Dude, he got arrested. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure if he's still in. No, nah, he's probably out by now. He's got the yeah. money to bail, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's so funny that he said, I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bullshit. I mean, it's so, but I mean, he learned from the best, from Trump, right? No, he's That's- a scammer to the extreme. He is He's very good at what he does. I'm surprised he got caught. And, you know, he needs, they need to be held accountable because he was taking money from donations and using it to buy designer like $2,000 pants and shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's really completely out of it.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like if I one day said, "Hey, I'm going to run for for Congress, but I I don't know a thing about what I'm doing, so I'll just tell people exactly what they want to hear. I'll, you know, I I went to Harvard, you know, my mom died in 9/11. Oh, you know, like just just try and get people's heartstrings and get their donations, you know. That was his intent. Yeah. Yes, George Santos. So I just clicked on the link
1: where it's written, let me open it up, every single lie he ever did. So,
0: uh, uh, wait. Where he went to school, about his family, where he grew up, all this shit. It's all fake. And then even his his sexuality. Like, he pretends that he's gay now, but he has has a woman partner in the past. Exactly. To the gays, he says
1: he's gay. Right. Yeah. And the others, he is Latino, then he's Caucasian, then he's black. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, really, like, <laughs> yeah, look, the, the intelligence article, like, uh, is is he broke or rich? Is he Jewish or Catholic? Did his family re-
0: really die in the Holocaust or September? <laughs> yeah, he, he fucking said that he was Jewish. <laughs> Dude, he looks more Mexican or something. Come on, give me yeah. a break. Yeah, I know. It's okay. So <laughs> And uh, I mean he really uh, uh, he allegedly lied to collect unemployment benefits twenty four thousand bucks. yeah during uh, the pandemic yeah, and yeah. he already had a job and he already he was already famous, you know it's he it's lied an embarrassment to high school, you know because
1: uh, uh, the reality is his exactly how we were looking at him. the parents are from Brazil, yeah. You Know and he was at the Horace School in the Bronx, uh, you know, and uh, and he lied about college, uh, where he was. It's not true. He never worked on Wall Street. He said he worked on Wall Street, uh, <laughs> and he said, I worked for Goldman Sachs. Nothing ever,
0: uh, it's just well, unbelievable. he said, he said that he would, uh, it was, um. He was one of those customer service reps for Goldman Sachs, like the kind of people on the phone who say, Hello, sir, what can I do for you? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said he managed a $1.5 fund for Harbor City Capital, what is completely uh, bullshit. Uh, uh, and <laughs> I mean, it's like he basically never said the truth about anything, yeah. like nothing, right? And uh, uh, it's, it's just only, that I have to say, only at the Republicans, a guy like this can make a career like this. Because there are so many like people that are totally out of it that they just never do any fact check. And, uh, uh, you know, he said he's, he's founding an animal charity, collected money for it. Uh, uh, and then he completely uh, pocketed the money, whatever came in. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy, you know. And then he allegedly swindled a disabled vet whose dog was dying. Yeah, that was, we talked about it. For the 3000 bucks surgery, he collected the money, and then he never gave him the money. Um, then he ripped off an Amish dog breeder with a bad check. Then he was, uh, he said he was divorced uh, a woman from Queens. Huh. Then he said he, in reality that happened and he said he's gay uh, and, or he changed into gay, he said. Um, And uh, then he said he lived with a husband with four dogs in Long Island and the partner, nobody ever saw him, including the dogs.
0: Um, (laughs) Wow. That's strange. Yeah, and he said that he, the, the grandmother like, was a hol-
1: was a Holocaust victim. They, they, uh, of course, she was not a Holocaust victim because they were never even in the Second World War, everywhere anywhere where the war was. So, uh, um, and uh, he said he had employees. They died in the Pulse shooting. Yeah, yeah in the Pulse nightclub. He said that's, he had employees. That's the one died. that was
0: here in Florida. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. exactly.
1: And it never, it never happened. Then, uh. Uh, that he was a conservative Roman Catholic. He said five minutes after he said, I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, I mean, that guy, and then he was a drag queen in Brazil, right? So he was probably. Just
0: oh, yeah, a... that's who that they said he was a fucking drag queen. I heard that. <laughs> then he said
1: he was in Hannah Montana. the what? TV show. He uh, had a role. Uh, also, in the film The Invasion with Umar Sherman.
0: Okay. I mean, how can you say stuff like this that is easy to check? He's a pathological liar. He's a pathological man. He's yeah. got a sickness. He's sick. I think I, that's I, what I, it I, is. I yeah. He said he uh, helped produce
1: Spider Man Turn of the Dark. <laughs> um, and, and, and he is a Broadway producer, he said, uh, where, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the real producers of the play denies the representation also for a play at Broadway he said and he was in the volleyball team at Baruch College it's also completely bullshit then he said it was a journalist in Brazil and uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's never the article I'm still scrolling through the article so then he was a target of an assassination in December oh that we saw that live, maybe, I don't know, maybe at Halloween where somebody threw a candy at him. <laughs> but he <laughs> felt it's, a, it, it's an assassination. Um, and um, so I don't know what else, what, what other investigations he's facing. So he faces wire uh, fraud and like like, I mean, it's not a crime to
0: lie. It's only a crime to lie if it has consequences. Yeah, according to republicans it's only a crime if you get caught right so
1: yes and and when when you whatever say that the check will not bounce and then the check is bouncing or something or you don't pay your taxes that are all crimes uh but the the thing is he swindled money for the dog guy and so on so i think this is a crime you cannot just say i collect money for can't people have cancer and then uh and then you spend it on drugs for yourself or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's out on the 500,000 uh,
0: bond. So
1: it's sensational how he just shelved out 500 grand.
0: Yeah, he, he, because of that's the money that he stole, you know? He he was not rich before all this. This is all the money that he's accumulated in his con.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? And then I just read that... So that the, the, the Feinstein senator who is basically dead, sitting in a wheelchair. So the 89-year-old still, woman? Yeah, yeah, she's the 89-year-old, the 9 years old So she's still uh, not resigning, but she's like mentally not capable to do anything anymore. So she's fucking up the whole Senate uh, against Biden, even if she should do everything to support Biden. But because you see... The U.S. is facing uh, this kind of uh, bankruptcy, right? So they, they block the they have no budget, like they yeah. the funds and stuff. I mean, it, every single time that happened since I'm alive, and then they normally make a deal in the last second because also the Republicans doesn't want to. Uh, fold, right? So that nobody can go to work anymore.
0: Well, they uh, don't want to be responsible for the fucking calamity that that would cause. I think we would go straight into a, a deep recession if even like a couple days of the government being shut down. Yeah. That would be a total disaster.
1: Yeah. Uh, now what yeah. a
0: time. What a time, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's a lot of things are going. Like the the Ukraine war is on the back burner, you know, it's like nothing really uh, uh, happens on the, like it goes back and forth and back
0: and forth, but they completely stopped uh, negotiating. Yeah, it was V-Day the other day, victory day in Russia, and uh, Putin blamed the West's arrogance for the war in his speech.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally absurd, right? How he tries now uh, uh, to to basically change the narrative that he got attacked. Yeah. And he's only defending Russia territory. I mean, that is. It's,
0: uh, yeah, oh, pretty. Totally yeah. Absurd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that shows
1: also he is kind of desperate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's at a place wh- where it could go one way or the other. We could either go into a war for a long time with this the way it is now, or it could accelerate into an even bigger war. I don't think it's going to go away, though. No, it will not go away, but maybe, maybe he goes away, right? I don't I mean, know. It depends yeah. how long this happens. He had cancer and all this other shit, but it's not really substantiated, so...
1: No, I don't think he had really, maybe he has whatever, I don't know what cancer he has, but I don't see him dying. But the, uh, what happens now is uh, a lot, a lot of um, people in Russia speaking more up against the war yeah. and blaming him that he made a big mistake. And I think uh, that is true. You know, yeah, yeah. He gets it more and more, and as more on the defense he, he goes, as, uh, as more desperate he appears to the outside world and not convinced anymore, that is the time where
0: uh, dictators getting replaced. I don't know. He has a pretty strong setup there. No, I know, but
1: I mean, everything can, come, can crumble after a while. So yeah. what will be crucial for him is also on next Sunday is the election in Turkey. And yes. Erdogan is uh, not necessarily winning. I'm sure he tries to rig the election 100%. He's trying to whatever, like cheat the votes. And, you know, he arrested the mayor of Istanbul because he's a candidate for the other party to just make shit up to take him off the campaign trail yeah you know so stuff like this but it could be that he loses and then if he loses uh, putin is losing a big uh uh friend there you know they are very good friends they do a lot of deals together turkey buys all that oil and gas from him now and sells it to uh, europe What well, is it's totally absurd but it's exactly how it goes you know yeah so Yeah, like Europe cannot buy uh, directly from Russia, so they buy it from Turkey for more money, and uh, but it's still the Russian gas. So it's like it's it's so wrong, or everything is so wrong in politics. It's like the
0: money always finds the way, basically. Oh yeah, money talks, right? Like Rampage says, right? Yeah, exactly. So, now yeah,
1: and uh, that is. It will be interesting to see how that all uh, uh, continues, let's say it this way. Uh, But I'm happy right now about the one thing that it's kind of the total escalation mode is gone. Yeah. You know, it's not anymore that everybody says we're short, we are almost standing on on the edge to the third world war. It's more now really a local war. As so many other wars were before. I mean, we were never scared at the Iraq war or at the, the Afghanistan war that this will affect, in the end, a real war, like a big, big war. Yeah. Right. So, and now also when you see that flies a drone here and bombs it there, it's like it's not that it's a full on uh, in the trenches war right now. It's not a lot of uh, fighting going on, to be honest. Yeah. You know, when I see, I always follow the the death toll. And when you look at the death toll, Ukraine war, you have a lot of days when nobody died.
0: Yeah.
1: Like nobody, you know, and if you have a real war, it's just impossible. How can nobody die so that it only happens if there is nothing ever, nothing happens? So. uh, Yeah. 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 And then I read today, Dorf Lundgren had cancer long, long term already, five, six years. And the doctors gave up on him. Uh, I mean, he was in my, in the name of the King part two, um, but it looking, it's looking better right now, he said. So, uh, hopefully he can recover and, uh, Oh, that's terrible news.
0: I'm so sorry. It. Yes, because he's so like sportive, right? So, and, uh, he, yeah, he he's a, he's chart. a smart man. He's he's yeah. like a member of like Mensa or something.
1: Yeah, he, he really looked good when I shot with him. I mean, he was limping around because of his hip problems, but he uh, overall looked extremely healthy. Now, yeah, so that is a little too bad. And uh, yeah, and from the film side, I watched The Night Agent. Did you watch that on Netflix? I have not it's the number one show right now like an action show with the same actor who is in citadel on amazon okay action show so he basically played the same guy in two different (laughs) 10 episode shows i mean it's kind of absurd but it is it is like this and uh um so uh
0: yeah uh i don't know you know, Any anything else have you seen in the theater? Have you gone to the movies or? Yeah, you know, I, I went. to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Three
1: with Walter, and I liked it. I liked
0: all the Guardians of the Galaxy films. They said that there was like animal cruelty in that film. Is that true? Yeah, but it's not. It's Peter.
1: Peter, the animal the animal organization is uh, they praising the film. Because what what it shows is in flashbacks, how the raccoon came into the raccoon, like basically so. And they did like the evil guys, they used animals as test things, exactly how the industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the cosmetic industry is doing it for 40, 50 years, you know. And uh, they're using, and it's very heartbreaking scenes with little animals. Like there's a walrus, doesn't have legs anymore. Like, you know, like a blind rabbit. And all that stuff happens in the real world. You remember in the, yeah. uh, in the cosmetic industry that they spray hairspray in the eyes of rabbits. That's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. And, what, and what's the point? I mean, yes, it will fucking burn your eyes off. Like, I can tell you this without any testing. So, <laughs> you know, it's for real, right? I, 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 I'm a long-time supporter of animal rights, and I think for cosmetic, should not one enemy, uh, animal die? Yes. You know, yeah. for medical research, yeah, I think sometimes you need animals before human testing,
0: but not so many. Not for, like... L'Oreal and like
1: not for for L'Oreal but let's say you you have a new cancer medication or whatever you have a vaccine you tested on an animal before Uh, I think you should only be allowed to test it on an animal if the animal is actually close to the human body you know that like like a uh, whatever like a pig or something like the same size the same kilos so that you can't that you can test something on an animal uh, because with, if you test things on little mouse, you don't have an indication that it works also on humans. That, that is the first thing. But the second thing is you don't need a test thing with a thousand animals. Yeah. You know, if you take 50 animals instead of a thousand, you save 950 animals. And then the 50 will be also bringing you a result good enough to say we can now do tests with humans. Yeah. You know why always so many? That is also what I, what is always were pissing me off. That that thing like they do too many tests and too many animals they lock up and whatever you know. So yeah, that is a very bitter thing. And that I mean it, the the film is funny as always has some really funny elements yeah. and it's also sad. Not only because of the animal thing, because of the flashbacks and what happened, but uh, of course also because of. Uh, uh, you have the feeling it's the end. That was the last Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yeah. Yeah, and that is always when you love something or you have positive emotions with it, then uh, it's, of course, uh, kind of sad, you know? But you never know. If they recognize in two or three years they cannot make money with, with the other franchises they do another Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're back. <laughs> yeah, you know? So... Uh, Yeah, and uh, what else we had?
0: I don't know. I I think we just covered just about everything that happened in the past week. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. So then uh, I will uh, We do next week the next one. I keep you in the loop uh, with everything what happens and uh, I'm kind of like uh, moving forward and uh, yeah, you know, but I mean now on the other projects, of course, it totally depends if the actors I want also do it. Of you know, you have two so. options in the, the world today. You just get money from the streamers without cast because they believe in you and say, do the film with good actors, good luck. Yeah. Or, and I'm not a guy who get that. I'm just, I'm just not getting it. So means I need to come with a package, not only with a good idea, good script, with a full-on like calculation. That is, the mo- that is what the movie costs. And with the cast. So, but I'm willing to uh, to try my best to, to make that
0: happen, you know, with various other properties now uh, uh, coming forward. Excellent, excellent. Well, this sounds really good. I'm very excited. I know that you're excited, and yes. we're sitting on uh, the edge of tomorrow here with the Uva Ball Films. And I want to thank you, Uva, for coming and recording with me. Hopefully, we can record another episode. What next week? Yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, we, as usual, uh, cover also all the
1: politics and yes. what happens with the strike. I think all the writers are very,
0: very scared that they're getting replaced by uh, uh, AI, right? Yeah, I heard about this that AI is now being developed to try and uh, write scripts. That's yeah. interesting. And I think
1: they will. They, you, you know, if if you feed in the AI a lot of films, a lot of scripts, they, the scripts maybe will be good what they're writing. Oh boy!
0: Unfortunately, but I, I think there's a good chance that it that it's uh, you know. Well, it's playing with fire because uh, look at all the people in the industry who need their jobs. You know, it's a terrible. I don't know. It's like a, a double-edged sword. <laughs> no, totally.
1: It's like, if you would replace in the future, yeah. more work with uh, robots, right? Then, but at, as the industry or as the employer, you still want that people buy your product. Then you need to just pay them even if they don't work. I mean, so, so, so absurd it sounds, but that is how it goes. If, if you, let's say you have in the end 10 Elon Musk who own everything and all the robots do all the work. They make building all the cars, all the computers, all the iPhones. They're writing all the scripts. Even actors don't have to act anymore because they're basically totally photorealistic 3D people uh, in, on the computer. So Okay, so it means you have, you have basically 95% of the world out of work and you know but who should then buy with what money the product it's impossible it's it's basically that then socialism has to come in right in a way you know that you say okay if everybody gets x amount of dollars per month to just exist and buy the products the robots building
0: it. <laughs> it sounds like a sci-fi movie yeah i know but it's
1: <laughs> it's not totally off right so it's not yeah totally off. Okay. <laughs> no yeah Okay, enjoy the, the, the website firstshiftmovie.com. Everybody should check it out. And uh, there are at least some photos on it already. And then, um, and then we go uh, from there.
0: Yes, everybody, check out firstshift.com and be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm GaryAutoZero. UVA is Uwe Ball 7 And of course, there's the UVABALL Raw USA main hub where we both interact with all of you guys. And uh, keep you up to date with the show and all that great stuff. So we'll see you guys next time, next week. And have a great time this week, Uva, Good luck, okay?
1: Okay. Thank you. All the best for you. Bye. Bye, bye, Bye-bye.
0: Take care. Bye-bye.